Welcome to GW Hospital HealthCast. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. The topic today is GW Hospital's unique approach to pain management. Dr. Marion Sherman is an anesthesiologist and a member of the medical staff at the George Washington University Hospital. Dr. Sherman, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Why don't we start off first by helping the audience understand the difference between acute pain and chronic pain, which is, is, which is really what we're talking about today. Sure. Um, acute pain is um, generally thought of as that pain which arises from a traumatic event, and we're talking about the present. Uh, and that could be uh, surgical pain, postoperative surgical pain. It could be trauma. Um, I think when we talk about chronic pain, we're talking about patients who've had the experience of an uncomfortable sensation, both physical and emotional, for a period of six months or more. Yeah, and so what's interesting then is a lot of people who undergo, say, that traumatic event that that develops the acute pain, many people don't have any issues post, you know, the event, their, their acute pain is treated, but a lot of people do end up developing chronic pain. Why, why is that? Why do some people develop chronic pain and a lot of others don't? So um, I don't think we understand completely why some people um, have pain that's managed appropriately um, and satisfactorily and others will go on to develop uh, chronic pain syndromes. But I think that we know a little bit about effective pain control in that immediate situation. So in other words, if someone experiences a trauma or undergoes surgery, if they have excellent pain control in that acute period, meaning the first 24 to 72 hours, um, we can certainly say that they are less likely to go on and develop chronic pain syndromes. Um, But there are different emotional uh, variables that play into the picture. Um, So it's not simply a physiologic condition. So for the patients that do go on to develop chronic pain, what are the traditional ways that we treat that? So um, I would say that for a very long while, um, opioids or narcotics have been the mainstay of um, pain management, um, both in the acute setting and the chronic setting. Um, But I think that, you know, within the past 10 years or so, Um, We, as a field, anesthesiology, have been talking more and more about multimodal therapy, and we've been pushing hard to to expand beyond single um, monotherapy, as we call it, um, meaning um, using simply opioids to control pain. Okay, so in this more unique approach, this multimodal approach, what are some of those other things or strategies that you're using besides the opioids? Sure. So um, there are both pharmacological methods and there are non-pharmacologic methods. Uh, There are pills. There are interventions like nerve blocks. So if we think of an example of a patient, say, coming in for a knee replacement, um, whereas years ago, um, if people were thinking about the, the most common medication used to treat pain after knee surgery, um, patients would be prescribed opioids or narcotics. Um, Ten or more years ago, we started uh, focusing on um, multiple medications used in conjunction with one another so that we can use smaller amounts of each medication, capitalizing on their advantages and minimizing the side effects. 
So in this example of someone undergoing a knee replacement, uh, we'll commonly pre-treat with simple medications that many people will find in their uh, bathroom medicine cabinets at home, like um, acetaminophen or Tylenol, and um, NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, commonly recognized by people as um, Motrin, Aleve, Celebrex. So we'll give those oral medications before surgery. Um, we'll also offer to our patients at GW nerve blocks. What that means is essentially injecting local anesthetic uh, in a perineural fashion, which means uh, in the case of this knee replacement, we'll inject medication around the femoral nerve, which supplies about 50 to 60% of the pain messages that arise from injury sustained in a knee operation or joint replacement. Um, so we'll use medications uh, preoperatively. We'll commonly place uh, nerve catheters uh, preoperatively. And um, for patients um, who have pain beyond that, which is controlled by the measures I've already mentioned, um, we have additional uh, methods at GW that we can use. We run something called ketamine infusion. Um, ketamine is a medication that's been around for a real long time, but has been enjoying a comeback in the last probably 10-ish years. Um, it's very helpful in the context of a patient who has chronic pain and comes in for an additional surgery, either on the, the, the body part, which is the source of chronic pain, or another body part. So in other words, the complex patient. Um, those are, I guess, just a few of the, the methodologies that we employ. So again, um, Tylenol, Celebrex, right. uh, other non-steroidals, um, we can also use gabapentinoids, which are um, not new medications either. Um, but what we're trying to do is employ the use of several different medications, again, to really uh, maximize each medication's benefit. And by using less of each drug, we can minimize the side effect uh, that the patient experiences. How much is it a problem that some patients respond well to a certain pain medications and others really don't? And how do you work through that? Okay. Um, certainly, there is interpatient variability in response to medications. Um, I think the, the point that um, you're bringing up is the importance of once you initiate a strategy, it's very important to return to the patient's bedside, evaluate the patient, and measure the effectiveness of your therapy. Um, that patients are excellent resources in offering that information. Uh, patients want to feel better. They want to recover. And uh, the importance in their feeling well um, really impacts their ability to participate in rehabilitation. And that ability, in turn, affects um, development or non-development of chronic long-term uh, disadvantage. Um, so really beginning with a common therapy, measuring your effectiveness, and then going back and, um, as we say, sort of tweaking a, a plan based on each patient's unique experience, uh, whether it's after an operation or after a trauma, is paramount to, to our success. So, Dr. Sherman, how is is this really unique to GW Hospital, this type of approach, or are there other medical centers that are approaching pain the way you guys are? I think that um, 
most hospitals um, should be employing multimodal approach to pain management. It's not a brand new idea. It's been around for years, uh, you know, a decade or more. Um, but I think that it's really uh, getting a lot more attention in the last several years, given that there is conversation nationally uh, about our opioid crisis. And to the extent that we can minimize our patients' exposure to opioids, which have been shown to be uh, problematic for many, then we can not only um, effectively control pain up front after an operation or tra uh, trauma, but also um, help to avoid the development of, of problems that can arise with um, opioid uh, overuse or abuse. And in terms of how unique is this at GW, um, I hope that that portion is not unique because I really hope for the vast majority of patients, they're exposed to medical care uh, or medical care providers who are um, using this methodology. I think at GW, what's really special about what we do is um, we provide not when, when we talk about the knee surgery, uh, an example would be a femoral nerve block, for example. We can provide these types of services not just for patients who are inpatients that we can see every day in the hospital, but we can also place catheters and follow up with patients who come to GW just for a few hours to have an outpatient surgery. So what that means is um, we're really relying heavily on our acute pain management team here at GW. We have a specialized team that that really organizes and focuses on the care of these patients in the post-operative period. So um, for post-operative patients who are going home on day of surgery, um, we follow them daily with a phone call. They've got a number that they can reach us at 24-7. I think that's really unique um, here at GW. I don't know how many hospitals offer patients uh, the reassurance and the ability to call anyone, you know, call us at any time of day, any day of the week. We are truly 24-7. There's a real live person at the end of the number that we give them to call should they experience difficulties uh, with pain management while at home. So in summary, Dr. Sherman, what would you like people to know about pain management? Um, I would like people to, to understand that um, pain management regimens are unique for each patient, that patients who are coming in for surgery um, can expect to have an informed discussion with their, their medical providers, be they anesthesiologists or surgeons, about their options for pain control. Um, in a perfect world, we would have time ahead of the day of surgery to talk with patients about their options so that they have a less sort of compressed time frame during which they have to make these decisions. Um, and that there are all kinds of ways to control pain. It's not just about pills. We can do interventions like I've mentioned, uh, peripheral nerve blocks. We can run infusions as we do here at George Washington University. We run ketamine infusions intraoperatively and postoperatively on our standard uh, you know, medicine floors, uh, which is unique. Uh, ketamine infusions are, are not run everywhere. We've had tremendous success with the use of ketamine, particularly in our patients who have chronic pain syndromes who come in for surgeries. Um, and we have uh, new strategies on the horizon. Uh, so, so know that here at GW, we are working always uh, for, you know, best case uh, scenario. 
and that means looking forward to uh, develop new and, and better and more comprehensive strategies for pain control for all patients. Well, Dr. Sherman, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to GW Hospital HealthCast with the George Washington University Hospital. For more information, you can go to gwhospital.com. That's gwhospital.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of the George Washington University Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Dr. Michael Smith. Thanks for listening.